The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, where we watch and you guessed it, commentate on the week that was in movies and TV. I'm your host and play-by-play commentator, Jamie Apps, and each week I'm joined by a rotating cast of colour commentators to help you find your next viewing treat. This week, I'm joined by an Impact Fee technician who lists their favourite movie as A Nightmare on Elm Street and favourite TV show as Golden Girls. Welcome to the show, Karina Maybe. Hello. I think I want to change my favorite movie. Okay. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna change it to um Taylor Swift the Eras Tour, the movie. You haven't even seen it. So yeah, I already know it's gonna be my favorite movie. Oh my god, you can't no. I won't allow it. Well fuck you. You don't you're not the boss. <laughs> not until you see it. Fine. Once you see it, you can change it. Until then. It's fine. No. I'm going to go find a copy of it or I'm going to go take myself to the movies this weekend. Fuck the Halloween party. I'm just going to go have a day with Taylor. Oh, goodness. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Thought you'd appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Before we dive into this week's topic, as always, Pario Magazine stands in solidarity and support with SAG-AFTRA in their fight for better working conditions. Our publication has always been focused on the creative brilliance of these individuals rather than on the business of film and TV. As such, we will continue to highlight their creative talents during this time so that their contributions to our entertainment are not overlooked. I think they went into meetings again today. Yeah, they keep going in and out of meetings and seemingly making no progress because 2% of streaming revenue is too high, apparently. Percentage just too much. All this while I'm getting constant emails being like, oh yeah, this subscription service is increasing its price and this one's increasing right? its price and this one's increasing its price. I'm like, yeah, like I, every time I turn around, one of them is like raised it and I'm not getting any new content out of it either. Like nothing is justifiably uh, worth this right now, like at all. I've gotten one or two things here and there and that's it. Yeah, Disney, I just got the email from Disney. Netflix are notorious for just seemingly every quarter like oh we're gonna up the price again oh hey look our numbers are down let's raise our price again that'll surely help it's not even like a yearly increase which i could probably understand it's a quarterly thing at this point every year we're gonna review our prices and adjust accordingly yeah they're like uh it's been two months that'll do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm just like what what is happening right now i guess that's their benefit of not having they don't have like a yearly subscription whereas i think like Disney and all of those, they offer you that yearly. Yeah, I think you're right. Subscription as like a discount. So they can really only do it once a year because people are locked in for long periods of time. Yeah, you, I believe are right on that. That's a very interesting thing. I don't think I ever actually thought of it that way, but you're right. Yeah. Netflix is like the only one that doesn't give you the option to be like, I'll just give you the money for a year if you give me a month for free, which is essentially what all the others do. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So on to the topic this week, as you can probably tell, we're going to get very Australian based on this outfit. Yep. This week, we're channeling our Oka Aussie as we venture into the outback to visit the Royal Hotel and review the new film of the same name. This is an Australian psychological thriller directed by Kitty Green, who co-wrote the screenplay with Oscar Redding. The film takes inspiration from the 2016 documentary Hotel Coolgardie by Pete Gleeson. 
in this feature film version, we see two Canadian backpackers, Hannah and Liv, as they are forced to sort of take a job in a remote Australian pub for a bit of extra cash while on their backpacking journey. However, they are soon confronted with a bunch of unruly locals and then the situation rapidly spirals out of control. Firstly, you watched the documentary before watching the movie, yeah? Yes. Yes, I did, because you told me I should. Yes. So I did. Mm -hmm. And then on that front then, what did you then think of this reimagining as a feature film? It was very similar to the documentary. The documentary is very raw. It was a super raw film. It's almost sort of like hidden camera-esque. Yeah, it did kind of feel like like the found footage kind of thing. Like it is not very heavily edited or anything like that. It's just very like, here's what we filmed and here it is for you. There's not like a whole lot of anything with it. I think it was done that way because they wanted to get the natural interactions that you would get in the pub. Whereas I think if there was a full on camera crew roaming around, yeah, you might have seen a lot of those people sort of tone back their actions and things yeah it was a very raw documentary um and i love docs but um the film was a really good uh, almost mirror of it there were slight things that were obviously different and stuff like that but for the most part it kept true to the doc itself which was really uh interesting and it's a very strange subject in general when you told me about this i was like this okay we're gonna go watch a, a movie about a bar in a hotel that's like super dilapidated cool sounds great <laughs> um it was a very interesting film yeah i think I think this interpretation really captured the tone of the documentary and some of the like real key highlight moments throughout Mm -hmm. the the documentary, but it kind of just ramped everything up to like a thousand and took everything to the extreme. Yeah. It was very in-depth. It was like a more in-depth look, I guess, at it. So it was, it was interesting. It was a different kind of film. There wasn't like a a set theme to it. Like, I mean, I guess there, there's obviously a storyline to it, but it didn't feel like there was, you know, it wasn't like heavily saturated and it wasn't anything artificial, which I guess is a good thing in this sense. Yeah. I thought it did a great job of like really building the tension and suspense. Like it's, it's definitely a thriller. It's not like a horror movie or anything like that. It's not, it's not Wolf Creek. Mm -mm. It's got a similar tone where like everybody kind of just feels a little bit sus. Yeah, it fucks with your head. There are points where I was questioning as we're watching it, like if there was something sort of more sinister going on in this town, particularly when we're hearing like distant female screams. Yeah. But yeah, there was none of that. It's kind of just, this is what it's kind of like in these distant, remote towns that are full of essentially just mining, like men working in mines and then like, Every now and then, like, one woman comes through town. Yeah, it's um, it's very strange, too, because, you know, with them being, you know, tourists and never being there or whatever, it's, you know, expected for them to kind of just be wondering what the hell's going on. Like, is this normal day-to-day practice or whatever have you? So you really do get that that feel from them that they're just super uncomfortable because they aren't aware of their surroundings and they don't know how to take it. In terms of the cast, pretty pretty solid cast, actually. Julie Garner as Hannah, one of the tourists. She's best known for her role in Ozark, which I've since found out Karina has not watched. Totally, fully, fully. Throwing like big shade right here. Everyone should comment and tell her that she needs to go and watch that show. For the record, I pointed it out to you first. I was like, I know that girl. I know her from somewhere. She's the only person in this entire fucking film that I know because I don't know anyone else that's Australian aside from Chris Hemsworth and 
couple others. There's another big name in this movie. Who? Hugo Weaving as Billy the bar owner. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was him. He looks really shitty. <laughs> That's the point, I think. He's supposed to be an alcoholic in this remote town. Well, he did a great fucking job because <laughs> I didn't realize that that was him. Um, so yeah, okay, whatever. I take it back. Okay, there's two people in this Malcolm film that I knew. But regardless, yes, he did I did not recognize him. So yeah, bravo, because that was he was a shit person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, the other tourist is Jessica Henwick as Liv. A couple of the other sort of big actors we got important actors in terms of what this story was about. Uh Toby Wallace as Matty, one of the sort of locals that kind of forms a bit of a bond with the, the two tourists. Uh, Daniel Henschel as Dolly, who's definitely like the big protagonist, sketchy dude. And then Ursula Jovich as Carol, the cook at the pub. Pretty cool to see her because she's set to have a role in the upcoming third season of the ABC series Total Control, which is a series that I also have a very small role in. Oh, I like her. She was a really... For like a really like side character, she was probably the most normal person out of anyone in this entire fucking town. Like she was the only one that cared. Yeah, I think that's because she's supposed to be like the mother figure to these two tourists that are totally out of their depth. Like she does a really, really great job of trying to look after them when they first arrive, but eventually it all becomes too much and she just has to leave and bail on them. Yeah. Between the tourists, the cook, there's the local woman who is just just as bad as the men. And then the two British backpackers. There's only six women in the whole movie, but there's seemingly like a hundred dudes, like a full bar full of people that are all men. Yeah, which obviously like that's the whole like misogynistic side of of this entire town essentially is like, you know, they they do a good job of like using and, and treating women like they're just there to be used essentially. Like they're no they're not good for anything else except for a couple things, you know. I think there's a great dichotomy between all of these women as well. Like like we mentioned, the, the local woman who's just chaotic as the others. The two British backpackers who are, again, as chaotic, if not more so, on their final day before they leave, which is exactly like it was in the documentary. Yeah, they were rough. And I'm wondering, in my head, I wonder if they they end up becoming like that because of the way that they're treated during their time there. Like if it just kind of like made them kind of turn out to be just like fuck it all we're gonna act like animals too since everybody else wants to act that way mm -hmm. and then the the two backpackers there's a good dichotomy between those two as well like you have hannah who's like the very nervous uptight we need to plan this we need to be like really skeptical and cautious of everyone yeah and then you got liv who's just like totally naive and just like oh everybody's nice mm, not always yeah no that's not that's not how that works Especially when you're like traveling internationally and then not just that, you're not in a capital city. Like you are a long way away from anything. Yeah, you were literally in like the middle of fuck, fucking nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Like nothing for fucking miles and miles and miles. Yeah, they're in whoop whoop. And what? Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. I say that when I get excited. Whoop whoop. Yeah, they're at the back. Whoop whoop. Okay. Yep. That's, that's getting added to the checklist of odd fucking terms that I can utilize. The first of many Aussie slang terms that I have listed down to chat with you later. Oh boy, can't wait. I'm going to, I'm going to Florida them for you. It's fine. Another cool thing that I liked about this movie was the soundtrack. Super fun, like pop music soundtrack throughout. We had 
it opened with the I Come From a Land Down Under dance remix. Which is really, I did not know that that was a fucking thing, but I love it. Uh, we also had Kylie Minogue's Locomotion and The Boys Light Up. I don't know what that is. You don't know Boys Light Up? What what song is that? And The Boys Light Up, Light Up, Light Up. Yep, totally know what that is. You can go on Spotify later and listen to that one. It's a great song. Yeah, I should have recorded you singing it so it would have picked it up for me. And then in like terms of storyline, I thought the film perfectly captured the vibe of the classic Australian outback town slash pub where there's these rough as guts locals who try to be nice but easily come across as like really unwelcoming and pushing away outsiders or as they call them blow-ins blow-ins i guess that kind of makes sense because you're just like blowing in with like tumbleweeds and shit yeah you blow in with the wind and then you're gone again yeah totes yep (laughs) this is an educational experience for me like we said it captures that documentary the some of the critical moments were like that first night working in the bar where these girls are clearly like don't seem to have ever worked in a bar before. No. Plus they're thrown into like an Australian bar where all of the brand names and bottles and everything is different. Different. Like it's it's not the stuff that they would see at home if they'd worked in a bar at home. But No, yeah. There's not even like a generic kind of like, you know, go-to thing that everybody would fucking know, like a universal kind of beer. It's just like, good job, here you go. Like, have at it. And I love that there's like, the Redlands, but it's that's in the green can. And then there's this one that's in the red can. Yeah, like press the yellow button, but that means the fucking red one. Why? What? No, the other yellow one. Like, not that yellow one, the other yellow one. What the fuck? Yeah. Certain people get their beer for free, like their first beer is free. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to remember that? That's pretty common. Okay, cool. That's a very Australian thing. Like, ah, oh, this guy's here all the time. He's gonna He's going to buy like 20, so we'll just give him the first one for free. Noted. Just to make sure he comes back every week. <laughs> Or every day. Okay. I loved the, in the opening sequence, one of, I think it's Liv goes up to the bar. This is where we find out that she has no, she's run out of money and she orders the most stereotypical tourist drink of all time, mm-hmm. a Foster's. And the bartender yes. looks at her and goes, are you sure? It's so funny. It's like, I walk by Foster's every time I'm in Publix. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's, that's that can. I've never tried it for the record. Don't. Never, never have, never want to. You don't. It's not good. I've heard it's like shit. It's yeah. Nope. I'm pretty sure like I could probably drink like Bud Light and it would probably be better. Um, and that's not saying much. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's that bad. Oh God. Okay. Well, let's get some points then. Okay. But yeah, definitely not worth it. And it's, it's definitely the way that an Australian goes, oh, you're not from here. And they're not tiny cans. Like Foster's comes in like a ridiculous sized fucking can, which is no, like that should tell you another thing right off the bat. Yeah. As soon as yeah, she walks on, I'll take a Foster's and the bartender looks like, what the, what, why? Do you want something else? Like just get something else. I would have just pretended. Yeah. I would have made up something at that point, like to try and pretend that I knew what I was talking about. So yeah, like that's where we find out that they, they have no money. They're forced to take on this temp job as bartenders in this outback pub. And I think this is where it like immediately sets the tone of there's something a bit wrong going on here where the woman at the job agency is like totally blasé to the whole chauvinism and sleaziness that these girls are about to be thrust into where she basically says to them, uh, you need to be okay with a little male attention. It's like, mm, a little? It's a mining town. It's all dudes. 
Yeah, I could have punched her in the face. Like, you can tell, like, she clearly either just does not give a shit or, like, doesn't know anything about it and is just sending people there randomly because they need to fill a spot. Oh, she she definitely knew. If you're Australian, you know what these sort of pubs are like where it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's a mining town, so it's going to be 99%. Male dominated. <laughs> either fly in, fly out, or they're flying in doing, like, three, four, five months at the mine and then they go home. And it's like, they're just around dudes all the time. So any like random new girl is going to be like, oh, fresh meat. Literally, there's something that, isn't there a sign in this movie that says fresh meat with a pair of boobs on it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Another thing that like makes the tourists stand out is they're blown away by simply seeing a kangaroo in the wild. Hmm. Would that remind me of? Been there, done that, guilty. Except I didn't see one. I saw like a million kangaroos in the wild. Yeah, it was weird that they only saw one. They're very rarely alone. And the, like, but yeah, I've seen a live one day and I saw a dead one on the side of the road and you're like, oh yeah, it's just like your deer. And then they are totally unprepared for Australian language and slang. One line in particular, when Billy the bartender calls her a smart cunt. Yep. I'm so glad that you would give me forewarning um, before I made my, my adventure over there that that, that word is just generically used all over the fucking place, like regularly used. But there are different variations of that fucking word. Like it has to be like, you know, uh, yeah, it's got to be used in a certain way. If it's followed by something, then no, it's not good. If it's preceded by something, it's fine. Like I have, I have a good list of these written down, ready to go. Oh, oh fucking good. Yes. So if someone just calls you a straight up cunt, they probably are quite pissed off at you. Mm-hmm. If they call you a smart cunt, they think you're being a smart ass. Mm-hmm. If you're a sick cunt, we like you. You're cool. Yes. If you're a shit cunt, we really, really don't like you. Good. It's a it's a cultural thing, as they say in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember the day you told me about that. I was I I went to my nail tech and I <laughs> told her about that and I called her a sick cunt and she was like, what? <laughs> What did you call me? And I'm like, it's a good thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Natalie. And, and so now, now I just have an urge to like tell anybody that I think is really cool. Like, I just want to call them that. But then I know it's not like really well received over here. <laughs> Although it is becoming more prominent with other with certain people coming out now over here and just chilling and saying it left and right. Yeah, you get the uh, the same reaction that these two tourists had in this movie where they're like, did you just did you just say that to me? Yep, yep. It's not not a general word that gets used a lot. It usually just gets used in one term, and that's when you're talking about someone that you fucking can't stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, on that front of the Australian language and slang, I compiled a list of fun Aussie slang terms, and then I also have a list of pronunciation differences between Australia and the U.S., Oh, good. Which I think will be a fun little thing to run through. Yes, because, you know, you guys like to throw extra fucking letters into words for no goddamn reason. That's that's the English language, mate. We just do it right. No. There's one to begin with, mate. That's used regularly. Yeah. It's not strange. Like that, I think I started using that now, but I also like was using that before because coffee mate is a creamer and it makes sense because it's coffee creamer. So it's, it's like your coffee's mate. But also sometimes mate isn't good. Oh, oh, I did not know that. Okay. Okay. Noted. Depending on the, the tone of the mate, you might be like, chain, calm mate. Like, be serious. You're being an idiot. Oh, okay. 
it's 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 all an intonation and tone thing. <laughs> the same words can mean multiple things. No, make new words. <laughs> Why would we make new words? We're trying to shorten all the words anyway. I for real. We don't need to add extras. You're ridiculous. Some of the other ones I've got listed down. We mentioned before blow-ins. Tourists. So they're yeah tourist people that kind of just come in and then leave straight away. I liked in this movie they discussed the pronunciation of Bondi Beach. Oh yeah, because they said Bondi. And then I actually messaged him and I was like, is it pronounced Bondi or Bondi? Because I didn't want to fucking sound like an idiot. Yes, it is Bondi. If you say Bondi, Australians are going to look at you like, you're an idiot. Okay. How hard is it? To, <laughs> how hard is it to get that right? Because it, never mind. <laughs> One thing that they have in this movie when they go to the swimming pool for the first time, which is an experience, they have what they describe as booze in a box. It's boxed wine. No, it's a goon bag. No, it's an adult juice box, goddammit. It It is my adult Capri Sun. No, here in Australia, that is a goon bag. Goon bag. That just sounds absolutely horrible. (laughs) But you know what the best part about having a goon bag is? Oh, pray tell. You take it to a party and you can play Goon of Fortune. Is that like, I? that's like another drinking game. That's, yeah. Gotta have a heels hoist out the back. You gotta have a... <laughs> gotta have a heels hoist. Okay. I need you to, I need you to Americanize this for me. Uh, a clothesline that like is on a pole that spins. Okay. Yes. An outside clothesline. All right. All right. That's a heels hoist. Okay. You gotta have one of them. Yep. And then you grab the goon bag and some and pegs. And you pop it on there. And you hang it on there. And then everyone stands around the heels hoist. Okay. You spin it. And whoever it lands on has to have a drink. Wait, so you wait for it to hit somebody in the head? No, they just stand off to the side. When it stops in front of you, you've, oh. you, you're the one that has to drink. It's like Wheel of Fortune, but Goon of Fortune. I thought y'all were standing underneath it to get the noise. No, you just let it go around. And when it stops, that person has to drink. Okay. Yeah, totally. Goon of Fortune. There's a game for you to play at Halloween. We don't have a clothesline. Well, tell Chris to put a... He'll hoist in his backyard. He'll look at me like I got five fucking hands. <laughs> Another thing that pops up in the movie, Golden Gay Time. Oh, those are so fucking good. I don't care what anyone says. They're hands down like the best fucking ice cream bar in the entire fucking world. And the only thing that we have over here that is relatively similar to that is a strawberry shortcake or a chocolate eclair fucking ice cream thingy. But it's not the same as a Golden Gay Time. Yeah, I was going to say, you might want to explain what a golden gay time is before you go start running around going, that's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, no, it is. I tell everybody about that fucking ice cream bar. <laughs> like, it's the best ice cream bar on the planet. Yeah, it's like a honeycomb flavored ice cream with like crunchy stuff on the outside. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Like crunchy chocolatey stuff on it. I found the violet crumble one when I was over there and that mm-hmm. was delicious. Remember? Oh, so Oh, I dream about that ice cream bar. Another little difference in pronunciation that is shown in the movie. Billy lives in a caravan outside the pub. It's an RV. No, it's not. It's a caravan. It's an RV trailer. No, an RV can drive itself. A caravan has to be towed. Oh my God, it's a trailer. It's a caravan. It's a trailer. <laughs> Australia's favorite use of shortening words. A tradesman is a tradie. Mm-hmm. And within that, we have Rickies. Sure, bricklayers. Sparkies. Which is my favorite. That's an electrician and I love it. It needs to be like caught on over here because it'd be wonderful. Uh, a postie. Is the postman slash mailman. And ambos. I have no fucking clue what that means. An ambulance driver. Oh, okay. That's a paramedic. That's Ambo. Paramedic. EMS. We call them EMS emergency medical services. Yeah, but how much easier is it to just say Ambo? 
EMS is three letters. Yeah, but it doesn't roll off the tongue like Amber. Oh, my Lord. Servos? Is a gas station, and we have the best ones. No, it's a petrol station. It's a gas station with a convenience store attached to it. (laughs) Uh, Arvo? Is the afternoon. Akadaka? Nope. (laughs) That's a band. Oh, okay. Do you know what band it is? No. (laughs) I thought that was the name of the band. (laughs) No, that's that's a different... That's how we say this band's name. Wait, ACDC? Yep. (laughs) Oh, this has been the best day ever. Everything is just getting 10 times better now. Akadaka. So anytime their their music comes on, just oh, cool, it's Akadaka. Akadaka. Okay, I can get behind it. Ankle biters? Children? (laughs) Yes. Oh, for real? Yes. (laughs) See, I, everybody over here calls them something different, like, there's kids, there's children. I call them crotch goblins. Jesus. <laughs> Hellions or ankle biters. <laughs> ankle biters. It was either that or like a small dog was my next guess, but children. Yep. Avo. Wait, you, wait, you already said Arvo. I said Avo. This, I said Avo this time. Oh, avocado. Yeah. Fucking dirt fruit. Dirt fruit. Bail. Like bail money? Nope. What is bail? Like uh, Bruce bailed on the party. Oh, you just duck out of something. Ah, you bailed. Yeah, we say that sometimes, though. You could have used it in a sentence before you said the word. Or also, smoke bomb. Smoke bomb? Yeah, it's when somebody just suddenly disappears from wherever you are. So, like, if you're out at the pub, and then all of a sudden Steve's gone, Steve smoke bombed. He ghosted you. He smoke bombed. He dropped a smoke bomb and he he left. We didn't see him leave. Oh my god, that's so that's so complicated though. Some of them work, and other ones are just like way too complicated. A Barbie is a barbecue. A bludger is that a bat? I don't know what that is. What is that? That's a lazy person. Oh, they're a bludger. Okay. A bottler. Bottler. Bottle O. A bottle O. Oh, that's a liquor store. A booze bus. Is that like a party bus, like where you have booze on the bus? No, it's the it's very opposite of that. <laughs> What is that? That's an RBT. What's an RBT? Oh, speak English. A random breath test. Oh, oh, okay. Traffic stop. Okay. Yeah, when the police is setting up their booze bus, they're setting up to do RBTs. And meanwhile, I'm over here like, hey guys, let's go on the booze bus and get loaded. A bolo. Bolo? Yeah. Be on the lookout? <laughs> That's what I say. It is bolo. Uh, where did we go for lunch that day for the Chinese food? Oh, a bowling alley, the bowling alley or whatever. Bowling club. Bowling club, not alley because it's not in an alley, it's outside. Yeah. Yeah, the bowling club is a bolo. Okay. Uh, Brekkie? Is breakfast. Budgie smugglers? Budgie smugglers. Is that like a bird smuggler? No. But budgies are birds. I have two of them. I know. I know, but (laughs) no. What What is a budgie smuggler? So you know like the swimming trunks that look like undies? Is it a banana hammock, like a Speedo? Yeah, Speedo. He's a budgie smuggler. It's a banana hammock. <laughs> it's a budgie smuggler because, like, it looks like you're smuggling budgies in the front. No, it's a banana hammock because your ham- your banana sits in the <laughs> Buckley's. I don't know what that is. You got Buckley's chance of winning this. Like, no chance? Yep. Okay. Bugged? Oh, you're tired, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing is cactus or rooted? Um, stuck? Uh, it's basically like ruined. Oh. So my car, my car is cactus. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Chocolate block. Like a bar of chocolate. 
Nope. Oh, that's disappointing. Uh, the pub is Chock-a-Block. Oh, it's like around the corner? Nope. Why? What does that mean? It is very, very full. Oh. Nope. Nope. Chrissy? A Christmas? Yep. A Siggy or a Durry? It's a cigarette. Yes. Crack the shits? You get angry, right? Yes. Isn't that when you get angry? Yeah, I remember I said that because you said someone gave you the shits the other day. <laughs> I go, what? Did we do Devo? No, we didn't do Devo. What's a Devo? Devastated. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. A dunny? Um, nope. That's the toilet. Why don't you just call it the toilet? Because it's the dunny. i got to use the dunny. That sounds so weird. Flat out like a lizard drinking? Fuck you, you've used this before and I don't know what it means, but it's fucked. It's when you're super busy. I'm going to remember that because I'm going to tell my boss that. Like, when she gets back to work, I'm going to be like, Beth, I was flat out like a lizard drinking yesterday when you're gone. <laughs> That, that'll go down well. She'll be very confused. Yep. It'll be great. Uh, footy? It's football. Yep. American football though, right? No, any type of football. Oh, okay. Another tradey job is a garbo. Is a garbage guy. Yep. Something is a bit iffy. Not quite right. Yep. I do that. I say that all the time involuntarily. Maccas? Is McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Mozzies? Mosquitoes. A piece of piss? Oh, what? A piece of piss? Nope. Something super easy. Yep. Totes. That job was a piece of piss. Yeah. There's also a secondary meaning for pissed. Oh, of course there is. <laughs> if someone is very drunk, they are pissed. Yeah, they're shwasted. A sanger? Is a sandwich. A seppo? I don't know what that is. That's you. You're a seppo. An idiot? <laughs> An idiot? <laughs> nope. What? You're American. Is that really what that is? Yes. Okay. Do you want to know how we, we got to seppo? Mm-hmm. So an American is a yank. Uh-huh. But we don't like saying yank. So then that rhymes with septic tank, which then gets shortened to seppo. That makes absolutely no fucking sense. So yeah, Americans equal seppos. That's fuck, yeah. Y'all are weird. A sicky? Like a sick day? Yep, gotta chuck a sicky. Australia? Is short for Australia. Uh, a snag? A snag? I don't know about it. That's a sausage. Oh yeah, sausage on a stick. <laughs> yeah, so you can have a snag sanger. A snag, that's right, yes, yes. I had one of those. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. <laughs> a smoker? Uh, a nope. That's a smoke break. Oh, God. So tradies will have quite a few smokers. I don't understand how y'all can formulate sentences with, like, all these made-up fucking terms and words. Yeah, we, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, clearly. It's like listening to it differently. Do you want to grab a stubby holder? Sure. Whatever that is, yeah. Uh, it's like the foam thing that goes around your beer. Oh, a koozie. No, it's a stubby holder. No, it's a fucking koozie. I don't know why, but it's a koozie. Uh, Sunny's? The barbecue restaurant? No. Oh. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Sorry. Because <laughs> I, I think I kept saying that when I was over there. Oh, shit, I forgot to grab my sunnies. Mm-hmm. And you just looked at me like, what? The fuck? We mentioned whoop whoop. Yes. In the middle of nowhere, right? Yep. Yeah, in the boonies. We might also say in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. I uh, say we see BFE, bumfuck Egypt. A Yui? Is a U-turn? Because I say that all the time. Yeah, nah versus nah, yeah. Yes, no, and no, yes. But one is good and one is bad. <laughs> Or like, one means like, yes, let's go ahead and do it. And the other one means, no, I'm not going to do it. So, yeah, nah, means I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, yeah. But nah, yeah, okay, means I'll do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the sort of stubby thing, someone might be a few stubbies short of a six-pack. Is there a few beers short of a six-pack? Uh, no. Another another version of this is a few sandwiches short of a picnic. Oh, they're not quite there. They're a little bit slow, they're not yeah. all there. They're a bit yeah, slow. Yeah, they're not all there. <laughs> Something might be a dog's breakfast. Uh, 
Nope. That that just means it's a bit of a mess. Sure. Just keep making these things up because they totally don't make fucking sense. What about you should wrap your laughing gear around this? Are you? F- I feel like you're fucking with me at this point. No. Nope. Like these cannot be literal like terms. No. Nah. So like if you go to someone's house and they've cooked something, they'll hand it to you and go wrap your laughing gear around this. Like eat up, like enjoy. Yeah. Have a taste. Have a taste. Because <sighs> this is your laughing gear, so you got to wrap it around the food. For fuck's sake. Something might happen and I might say, that's better than a kick in the ass. Like, it's better than nothing? Like, it's not that bad kind of moment? It's not exactly the greatest thing ever, but it's better than a kick in the ass. Okay, yeah, see, some of these fucking make sense and other times I'm just like scratching my head and also some of them are longer than just saying what you actually mean. Yeah, but they're more fun. What about, do you want some dead horse? Come on, I've used this one on you before. Um, I have used it on me before. I don't fucking know. You put it on your meat pie. I feel like you just used... Ew, ketchup? No, it's just tomato sauce. It's fucking ketchup. Oh my God. There you go. There's one of those differences. Odd things. Yeah, fucking ketchup. One of my favorite ones. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Fuck you. What's that mean? Tell us, Jamie, what does this mean? It just means it's basically the same thing. Except we can't just say, it's like the same thing. Yeah, no. Six one, half a dozen of the other. No. Uh, what about I'm as dry as a dead dingo's donger? I'm sorry? <laughs> I'm as dry as a dead dingo's donger. I heard you. I heard you. You're parched. Like you need water or something? Yeah. Oh, that's... I'm extremely thirsty because I'm as dry as a dead dingo's donger. No. What about you're as useful as a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest? You're not useful at all. You're absolutely useless. Yeah. You're as useless as tits on a bull. Oh, my God. They're good ones. I like those ones. They're ridiculous. What about... Not the sharpest tool in the shed. I say that means you're not that smart. Or a bum nut. I don't know what a bum nut is. Yes, you do. No, I know what a butt nugget is. A bum nut's the same thing. It's egg. Oh, it's an egg. Yeah, I was going to say, I know what a butt nugget is. Yeah, it's a bum nut because it comes out of a chicken's bum. <sighs> so they're, they're the, the fun Australian slang terms. Feel free to incorporate those into daily conversations. Those can never be included in daily fucking conversations. Why? You should use them at work more often. People will look at you very confused and then they won't ask you questions ever again. People already look at me like I'm fucking confused. Or like they're confused. Okay, so they're, they're the fun Australian slang, slang terms. Now we've got the funny pronunciation differences between Australia and the US. This is why people get murdered when they're going places because they will ask for something and then somebody else will think that it is completely different probably. No. So first, first word on my list, almond. It's an almond. I say almond. Yeah, you you don't you don't say it as weird as some people. Well, how do other people say al- almond? Almond. Oh, I just say almond. Aluminium. It's aluminum. You put an extra I in there for no fucking reason. It's aluminum. No. What about basil? It's basil. What about a bonnet? A hat. Like a hat or like the hood of the car? Definitely not the hat. The bonnet on my car. It's the hood of the car. What about the boot? Is the trunk of the car. <laughs> what about where am I going to park my car? In the car park. No. No, we've had this discussion. There are three different types of car parks. There's a parking lot. Car park. There's the parking spots. Car park. And there are parking garages. Also a car park. No. Parking garages, individual parking spots, and a parking lot. No, they're all just car parks. What do you call it? An elevated car park? No, it's a parking garage. No, it's just a car park. Oh, for fuck's sake. Or it's a multi-story car park. I... Caramel. Caramel. Court. C-A-U-G-H-T. Caught. No, caught. It's caught. <laughs> like you caught a ball. Uh, where do lawyers generally work? In a court of law. 
in the court. In a law office? In the court. Court, court. Yes. Same thing. It's a court. No, they're, they're, both, they're both court, but different. No, it's court and caught. No, court. Just one. We don't need it. Just, just the one word. Crayon? Crayon. 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 It's crayon. No, it's crayon. It's a crayon. There's two syllables. It's crayon. Envelope? Envelope? No, it's envelope. A fillet? Oh my God. It's a fillet. Herbs? Herbs. Thongs? Flip-flops. Trackies or tracky decks? Sneakers? Tennis shoes? Running shoes? No, they're runners. No. What are my trackies? Oh, wait, are you talking about your sweatpants? Yeah, my trackies. No, those are sweatpants. Motherfucker, those are sweatpants. No, they're trackies or tracky decks. Oh, God, they're sweatpants. Oregano? It's oregano. Nah, it's oregano. It's oregano. Eskies? Coolers. A flannel? Flannel. What the fuck is that supposed to be? My flannelette shirt. Like a... Or flannelette bed sheets. They're flannels. Flannel? Flannel. No, flannel. Flannel. Jesus. You call a comforter a doona. Yep. Fucking comforter. Nah, it's a doona. No, it's a comforter because it brings me comfort. Lollies? It's a lollipop. No, it's any like lolly. No, there's lollipops. There's gummy bears. There's chocolate. There's anything else. Nah, it's the lolly aisle. They're all in there. Oh my God, they're candy. Petrol. There's gasoline. Tea? Like like a bag of tea? No. I say tea. Like a t-shirt? No, my evening meal. Your evening meal? Like dinner? Tea. What's for tea? Dinner. To close out, we're going back to the cars. Windscreen. Oh my, it's a windshield. <laughs> it's, a, it's a windshield. No, it's a windscreen. Fucking windshield. And blinkers. Directionals. They're the blinkers. No, they're directional. They're blinkers because they go blink blink. Oh my God, they're directionals because they tell you what direction I'm going to fucking turn. <laughs> Half the people in Florida don't know what those things are. So yeah. There's some fun Australian terms to go along with our review of the Royal Hotel, which, yeah, that, that movie does a great job of like introducing a few of those, but we thought we'd expand on it. A couple of little bits of trivia about the movie before we close out. This project reunited the director, Kitty Green, with Julie Garner, the pair having worked together before on the movie The Assistant in 2019, which was another movie that took inspiration from true events, that time being Harvey Weinstein, to then tell a sort of fictional story in that realm. The principal photography for the movie took place in a town called Yatana, which is in South Australia in August of 2022, which the town only has a population of 29 people. So it's, it was a very like ideal setting for the, the movie in this random disused bar. That's crazy. That's like, there's more people on my street than in that town. Yeah, there's some pretty, pretty small towns out in the outback. As, that's like, yeah, literally you could spit and in, in, spit over the town probably. And then there was an error in the film. Yes. And I pointed it out. I was so proud of myself. Want to explain what the error was? Yes. Yes, I do. They used miles as a measurement of distance in this fucking movie instead of kilometers. And I immediately sent you a message and said, that's weird. They didn't use kilometers. And you go, that's dumb. It is pretty dumb. Because, yeah, no one in that town is saying miles. They're going to say it's so many Ks away. They're not even going to say kilometers. They're just going to go, oh, yeah, it's like 80K away. Yeah. And said they were just like, oh, yeah, it's a few miles down the road or whatever. And I was like, huh? That, that's a pretty bad mistake to make when you're trying to make this very, like, Oka Australian movie. Oka. Authentic. Yeah. Authentic Aussie. And Oka Aussie is very Aussie. Oh, for Jesus. Oka. I'm going to start using that now. It makes sense. <laughs>
So in terms of a rating for the Royal Hotel, what would you give this movie out of five? For me, this movie is, it's very different and not a lot of people are probably going to want to watch it unless they know about the story about it, I guess. I feel like it's probably a three for me. It's one of those really gritty movies um, and you have to be comfortable with watching uncomfortable situations. Nothing escalated um, in this film, like, severely like i i thought it was going to get a little bit worse actually and it did not yeah there's nothing that like gets into like triggering territory no but it is there are some like uncomfortable just like gestures or you know like actions towards women that are just uncalled for or whatever um you know advances that are unwelcome but it's just I mean, it was done very tastefully and it was a very well-made movie. Um, I really enjoyed the ending of this film um, in comparison to the documentary because mm-hmm. obviously they had to, like, I guess, do it up a little bit different for a movie movie. But yeah, it wasn't bad. I just, I don't think I'd go back and rewatch it, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I, I gave this one a four just because I think it like perfectly captured that that vibe of what the documentary was and what it could possibly be like in some of these outback towns. Yeah. There were some very uncomfortable moments. In particular, there's the moment where Hannah is alone at the bar with Dolly and then the two, like the older couple come through for a drink. And Mm -hmm. like that scene is like very uncomfortable, but it's not, like we said, it doesn't like get into triggering. Like it doesn't get into sort of sexual assault or Mm -mm. there's no like, crazy violent moments like it's not I think if you like sort of Wolf Creek and like Hostel it has that vibe but like toned back to it's not it doesn't become like torture porn it just becomes like this tense awkward feeling movie throughout which I think they did a great job of capturing that yeah like you can feel the tension between the characters like the extremely high tension that's there and you know the unspoken like moments that are there yeah you're kind of just waiting for the the match to drop and like set everything ablaze which spoiler alert finally happens at the end yeah it was was glorious (laughs) so yeah that's the royal hotel thank you everyone for listening to the commentary booth if you enjoyed the show please remember to rate review and subscribe on podcast services and on youtube comment below with your favorite aussie slang terms you can follow karina on instagram at miss karina renee and you can follow me on social media at jamias media and at paria magazine the commentary booth is a fan-funded production of jamie apps media You can support the podcast alongside our magazine, Pario Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash jammyappsmedia. The following people supported at the community support group level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Blake Robinson, Rena Renee, Courtney Paulson, Darren Hatcliffe, Jackson Carr, and Tracy Apps.